violent history of Islam, the twisted ideology of Islam, it's like, I, I can, I can just say it pretty much, man. Like I, I see straight through it. Like, right. I mean, there's people that can debate these things academically and much, much better than I could. Um, but when I see people like Andrew Tate gaining a following and, and talking about the youth, like he was specifically mentioning how like he was trying to reach the youth or what he in other words, he was even, it was like, he was talking himself up like, like, Oh, well who better to be a role model or a leader for the youth and all this and blah, blah, blah. I mm -hmm. mean, and, and I'm thinking, no, because even though there's some truth that you're speaking, there's also some, this other, it's like, well, if you're going to lead young men to be Muslim, then, then what's that equate to? What does it, what does that even mean? Like to me, it's like, cause supposedly his brother is Christian. Supposedly some of the other guys in his clique or his group or whatever Christian. Right. So that's like saying like, there's another podcast called fresh and fit. One of the, the hosts is Muslim and the other host is Christian. And I'm like, I, every time I watch it, I'm thinking, well, how do they, how do how they justify that? Because you know, you, you, I would assume that you wouldn't want to be unequally yoked with unbelievers, right? Right. In marriage. Well, no. I mean, like, in anything. Like, mm -hmm. why would you want to be unequally yoked with those who oppose your belief system? Right. But how we, we can also, we can say that about Jesus when he was going to the well at a different time of day. Hung out with prostitutes, hung out with well, that's not what I'm a saying. lot of bad people I'm, that I'm not, turned to the faith of Christianity. How long will it take? I mean— But he also sent out two by two. True. And he told them, like, if they don't receive you, shake the dust off your feet and go on because right. you know, all this stuff, whatever. And it's like there is a point where if you put it into context, there's a difference between me and you sitting down to do a podcast— you know, like one time, like I interview you or something like that versus if you're trying to work together. Right. Right. It's going to become. Very, no, I gotcha. It's going yeah. to become very evident, kind of like a marriage. It's like when you're trying to be in partnership, because Apostle Paul mentions that. And that's the other thing I was trying to say about the whole thing from Abraham, you know, Sarah uh, got some gas. <laughs> He folds away the mic so he can burp. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Uh, call me out on it. Yeah. I was trying to do it nonchalantly, and you just call it out. Well, Good it's job. just funny because you're just like you're just like, yeah. <laughs> air it out. Sorry, these these salted pumpkin seeds, these drinks and snacks that you bring in for us, a Celsius live fit and pumpkin seeds. I'm like, here, wake up, and here's some prostate seeds. I'm like, okay, thanks, dude. What? Do Oh, no, I, no. I heard the reason why I started eating them <laughs> is because it got, um, like, let me look on here. They're supposed to be good for you in different ways. See, this one don't mention magnesium, but it's supposed to have that. I mean, um, it's a natural byproduct from the seeds, I guess. I but, um, but no, good. I heard that um, parasites, worms, oh. don't don't like pumpkin seeds. Oh, and have, you ever have you ever done the paracleanse? A long time ago, oh, but I don't think I did it like, like the right way. Dude, dude, I did it. I'm like, and I'll just leave it at that. If you do it the right way, stellar. Was there stuff coming out you didn't know was there? Dude, it was coming out my nose. It was coming out everywhere. It was pretty intense. Well, I've heard of some kind of plant from Jamaica that, that is way worse. Oh, I've heard of that one too. Oh, man, way worse. I'm yeah. like, why would you do that to yourself? We're like, oh, but afterwards, you, I'm like, what do you mean? That's if you survive it. <laughs> no, you survive. You feel phenomenal afterwards. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. I've been on, I've done some fasts like that, but it's been a long time. though. Daniel man. fast is amazing. Uh, just to reset your body. But um, what was he talking about? 
Abraham. Andrew Tate was the last Andrew thing. Andrew Tate. Okay, okay. That's okay, what okay, we were okay. at, and then you decided to call me out on my my uh, my burp. So, and then we lost track of everything. Well, you could so. be like a dude on The Simpsons, just like. Ah. I'm, 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 I have some sense of propriety. Propriety using big words over here, right, bro? Keep it, keep it twenty twenty dollar words and under for me. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm broke, bro. I didn't I know I was in that club. I, I can't afford these big words, man. Anyways, um, so yeah, like with Andrew Tate, though, I look at it like there's a possibility this guy is pressing for a spot as an influencer and I mean, he's got a million following but but i mean i think well, the way i'm looking at this is that oh, when Antichrist i type level well okay so there's a guy that's out of israel that i think that some are saying could be the false prophet because he straight up says some blasphemous things mm. like we don't need to worry about i'm not joking about this he said something around the lines like they don't need to worry about pissing the lord off because they can make their own water because he was he was using an example of how that well you know if the lord gets mad at us he can cause a drought because that's one of the main things that he did all through scripture right like the Lord sends rain and he also can withhold it. Right. Right. It turns the, water into wine. The prophet, yeah. the prophet Elijah, you know, it was like by, you know, the Lord through the prophet Elijah caused a drought of three and a half. There you go. Got three, it. Three and a half years. Next time do it in the microphone for us. No. <laughs> no, no, I just thought it was funny the way you did it. Well, anyways, it was almost like, it was like, I got to make sure. <laughs> we are real on this podcast, guys. We we don't we don't hold it back. Oh, this is lightweight. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. we're 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 gonna get we're gonna go a different direction, but uh, we'll be all right, man. But no, um. So, anyways, I I just I see things a certain way, mm-hmm. and I, I I always keep an eye out for certain things because in my mind, because of the knowledge, the level of knowledge I have. I may not be like Perry Stone, but it's like because I've listened to the guys like that, I already understand certain things. So it's like, well, when people if somebody wanted to ask, well, who is the false prophet? Well, it's like this guy out of Israel. I don't even remember his name. Um, he I think Joel Richardson just talked about him on his podcast. But I mean, he some of the things he says is like, wow, bro, like how in the world can you say such a thing and not think the Lord's going to strike you dead? Right. But then it goes back to that mercy thing that we believe, right? I mean, the Lord is merciful. Which, I mean, I could honestly, I mean, my, I'm a, li- I'm living proof of it. Right. But I mean, some of these people, man, they just, they just, uh, like, again, the spirit of Antichrist. I've seen this mm-hmm. with my, my own dad, you know, it's like in family members and stuff. And it's like, you just really want to test the Lord, don't you? And I mean, there's yeah. times where I could understand where people gain this boldness. But I'm pretty sure the Bible talks about how the Antichrist, how he'll be like, I don't know, he'll make sure that he puts some guillotines up, so to speak. Or, well, I wouldn't say so to speak. I mean, it just plainly. Up. So it's like, where are they at? Mm-hmm. I know there's at least 100 down at Atterbury. And they're not just normal guillotines. What do you mean? They're laser guillotines. Um, so think of a normal guillotine with a blade. Well, these are laser. Has a green laser that goes in between two points. And it while it cuts, it solders. It cauterizes. So there's no blood. A buddy of mine um, told me about it. He's a uh, He works down there. So on the... And doesn't it say something like uh, people would be beheaded for the name of mm-hmm. yep. Yeshua or Jesus or whatever? Yep. And then the thousands and thousands of co- plastic coffins that have been made and just set in warehouses. But yes, but that, that brings me to another another point. Have you Did you hear about um, what were you looking up again? Not I'm trying to find that guy's subjects. name. Oh, for OK, gotcha. But I mean, it's just a. But again, it's the time we live in, man. I mean, yep. we've. I mean, there's some crazy stuff that some people may. I know that 
there's some that don't want to think about it. No. Because, I mean, I, mean I, I understand. I'm right there with you, man. I mean, there's times where I don't want to talk about it. Churches don't even want to think about it. Like, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm active in several churches around the Indianapolis area. So I help them with technology. I help them with podcasting stuff. I help them organize their uh, hard drive. I help them do media storage, a whole bunch of different things. There, These churches don't want to, one, talk about world events. They don't want to talk about hard button topics like, say. Hard button? Hard button. Hard button like, topics. Is it hard to topic. press? You know what I mean? Like topics that will get you. So it's, it's not the easy button. It's definitely not the easy button. So when it's I was hard button. when I when I worked out in California, I'll take this as an, as an example. When I was working out in California, I worked for a church out there um, that the pastor was an amazing man of God, and he was like he was praying one time. He said, "I am going to do an anti LGBTQ sermon series for three three weeks in a row." All right, what happens? The leadership team says. It's your dime. It's your reputation on the on the stake. If you lose X amount of people from this church, we're going to fire you. So he loses 300 people within a matter of three weeks. But in a matter of eight weeks, he gains another 800. So hard button topics for me is woke joke, broke stuff, LGBTQ. What does the Bible say about being gay and all that other stuff? What does the, those are the hard button topics of the spirit of Antichrist, um, things that you don't hear in normal church services. So using the spirit of Antichrist or at least the ideology of this anti Jesus, anti Bible, anti God. That So in other words, in first John, it talks about this mm -hmm. where it's like it talks about like you if you deny the son. Then you deny the father, right? Correct. So the but the some modern day Jews deny the son. So it's like, well, well, they don't believe that Jesus was God. But when you say Yeshua, mm -hmm. they're supposed. But I've had one just straight up say, yeah, we don't we don't believe he's the Messiah. Correct, and that's the that's the Jews. Uh, what is it? Um, Orthodox. Orthodox Jews. And there's another one. There's a new. Um, what was the name of that movie? Um, Sound of the Spirit. That was. It was produced here um, in Indiana by Guy Camara. Uh, it's a great film. I was actually on set with it um, and everything. But it was. It was about reformed Ju Judaism, where they believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, died and rose again for our sins. Totally different concept of Jewish to Judaism. So, so would you say that someone that is proud of themselves or self-righteous or just doesn't see a point in being forgiven or pardoned from such offenses to the Almighty, it's like, would you say it's a part of the spirit of Antichrist where they think they can obtain their own righteousness some other way? Absolutely. So it's like what the movement of the technological, you know, movement that has been presented by a couple of people like Elon Musk or um, that other man, what's that guy's name? Billy Carson, I think. Have you ever seen that guy? He's like a black dude that uh, talks like he's very uh, into like archaeology and he's mm, very, man, he's like into quantum him. physics and all this stuff. Anyways. So, like, if you look it up, it's like he talks about the thing with the consciousness being downloaded on something and then, like, you can, like, get a new body and all this mm -hmm. stuff. Yep. Well, some people might not believe that that's possible, but supposedly it's already been I mean, done. they've already made it a, a, a series on Amazon. What was that, it? Uh, Altered Carbon? Uh, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. No, that too. But, no, there's another. It's a more of a comedy series. Um Upload. I told you that fly. That fly is like wouldn't leave us alone. That's the that's the spirit of Antichrist right there. Incarnate. It's dying. Whatever. No, it's called Upload on Amazon, and it is basically when you die, your subconscious. If your body dies, your conscious and subconscious life can be uploaded into the cloud, and you can live forever. But that's what I was trying to say. Is that. With this whole thing with Israel, marking the times that we live in, and then you, you talk about, like, 
In other words, you can get into the politics of things and you can try to like pinpoint certain things, but really it all boils down to the fact that you're going to die one day mm-hmm. and it could be soon. Right. Nobody's guaranteed another day, regardless if there's war or not war or not. But, I mean, there's wars and rumors of wars. Jesus mentioned that. Yeah. Um, and, and yet it's like, you you know, it's, people die for all sorts of reasons other than war. But, I mean, it, it's just so hard to come to the point of uh, I just don't have the same kind of peace that I used to have um, in studying biblical prophecy. I think it's because it's getting closer. It's like mm-hmm. even Yeshua mentioned that men's hearts would fail them for, for the fear of the things that were coming on the earth. And I'm like, I don't I don't think it's so much that I'm so – how should I say? There's certain things I, I think I could stomach. Right. But – I just feel like an urgency to try to like do what I can while I can because there's no guarantee of how much time that we have exactly to um, to help others to understand yep. like that there's plenty of reason okay there's plenty of logic it's not about emotions it's not about feelings you know it, it's just there's plenty of reasons to understand what time we live in right and there's plenty of reasons. To understand that the that the Antichrist stuff is not just it's not just it's not just like some evil person that's just going to want to kill everybody. I mean, it, it, that that's such a general misunderstanding of I think of what the scripture displays. It's like you're obviously going to have the entire world is going to follow along with this crap mm-hmm. of you know the Christians, the real Christians, the real Jews. You know, whatever we're we're going to be a problem, or like we're we're looked down at, and you see some of these Palestinian protests and all that. Yeah, and I can't believe how many or how much of it's here, like, dude. I mean, downtown. I mean, you heard the clip. I don't know if you're going to play that clip on the beginning of the of the show, but dude, there was like this past weekend, there was uh, about a hundred uh, is is Israeli Jews on the Capitol, and probably around three hundred. Palestinians on the on the other side of the street, separated by about a hundred cops. And I mean, dude, it was. I mean, you. I mean, I saw AK forty sevens in the crowd. I saw handguns in the crowd on the Palestinian side. Would they give me an interview? No, but would the Israelis? Absolutely. I mean, they want to go to a discussion table with the Palestinians to try and resolve their issues. But all the Palestinians want to do is rape, murder, and hang innocent women and children. And that's that's the whole thing. That That's the biggest beef that the Israelis have with Palestine right now is they're murderers. They are cutthroat. Murderers that don't care about life, they don't care about anything except getting basically what they want. I'll, I'll, I'll show you the clip of the interview of the guy that we, we got from the Israeli side off, off, off air or whatever. But, it, dude, it was – it's like for 40 years, this guy was just like, why don't they want to talk? They just want to kill. But but those those ones that we heard were saying free Palestine. So what is the ideology like? What are well? They think that they they have the right to Israel and the Gaza Strip. But have they not been fighting over that land for so many years, like for thousands of years? Yes. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I mean, with the whole David and Goliath thing, it's like uh, that was. I mean, I thought that took care of all of it. I'm like. Well, David and five smooth stones took down one of the a Nephilim. Well, I mean, it's like Samson, like he supposedly right. took out a, the, you know, main main rulers of Palestine at, during his time. Right. Um, but I mean. So Palestinians rise up, but there's always a leader from Israel and from the Lord that defeats their giant in all reality. But. Some believe that there's going to be a peace deal, that hey, the yeah. Antichrist, whoever hit that is. I have a book that I think I, I think I know who – if there was going to be one head of the beast, mm-hmm. 
I would definitely say that. Um, I don't know if I should say it. <laughs> Anyways, um, you can either be right or wrong, and I'm like, no, no, it's not that. I just I'm. Oh, I'm very hesitant in naming names sometimes because I mean it's like I'll just say it like this. There's somebody that's around the same age as Trump and Biden mm -hmm. that has been around for a long time. He's very influential. He's very powerful. But the media does not cover him in the way that they have. They cover other politicians. Right. Because he's not technically a politician. He's a uh, well, let's just say that he's a money man. No, no. I no. I'm saying that, like, you know, there's a difference between our system of presidentials, you know, executive that. branch. Yep kind of system versus like a par parliament yep um like you've got different forms of government you got people that actually their name is a prince it's that they're yep. a king but rarely rarely do you hear of a king or prince i mean there's like saudi arabian princes that are supposed to be filthy freaking rich they're mm -hmm. supposed to side with israel them and uh what was it uh there's another country <sighs> darn it there's supposed to be a couple of nations that side with Israel and help them out or something. But, you know, clearly trying to sort through biblical prophecy would not, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Right. But I mean, they don't want to, I mean, but I mean, have you, have you, have you I don't want to anymore sometimes. I mean, right. No, I get it. But I mean, have you seen like, it's almost like somebody is fulfilling Bible prophecy right now. They're following it. It's kind of like, it kind of reminds me of the Omega code or, or what's that other one with, um, not Nicholas Cage. Uh, what's the, what's that other big actor that left behind? No, the, Oh, national treasure. The guy that played, Never mind. I'll think of it later. We won't, we won't go into my brain malfunctions right at the moment. Dude, you look tired, man. I am kind of tired. I've been playing with my son all day, so after church. Man, that'll wear you out. Yes, five-year-old rambunctiousness. But um, it, it, it looks like right now that somebody is either following biblical things to incite, instill, or bring about the end days. Or it's just time. Well, I mean, you don't have to know what you're doing. Exactly. I mean, you may, that's a funny, that's what I'm saying. It's like the, you know, earlier I said something like the Lord tricked me to get me back in church. Now, even though I'm back in a church, that doesn't necessarily, I'm functioning the way I should. Um, you know, as far as the, the devotion that I used to have in attendance and, you know, participation with the body of Christ and all that, I, I haven't regained that yet. Um, but it's funny because I know I, I know what I have to offer. I, um, it's just a matter of I've got there's a I got a complex. There's there's certain things that it's like it's hard to describe to some people. Gotcha. You know about how do you how do you deal with church hurt? You know, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, you know, I feel like you know when when Christians betray other Christians or supposed Christians or whatever, it's like you kind of like lose trust. And so much, you know, people can get to a point where they're just like, man, I'm, I don't got to go to church. I don't, I want to believe in the Lord. I, I want to believe in the Bible and, you know, I want to, I want to love the truth, mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily feel like I've got to go to church. Right. Um, and I'm, I, I've met other people that feel the same way and all that, but, but then I also can see where if you're struggling with a private sin, Mm -hmm. You know, you may not be the person that wants to go to church. That may be a reason. Right. If you're struggling with a private sin, if you're ashamed of your life, you're, you're something you've done or this mm -hmm. or that or whatever, it's like, you know, I can understand. But there's a point where no matter what, you're going to have to, at some point, it would be healthier, would you admit, to deal with it and, and to seek, you know, at least instead of running from the light, you know, because I, I honestly think I've seen this with myself and other people. It's like you, anybody can come up with, you know, reasons why they think they're okay to not go to church, but we ain't, we're, we're not, I'm not saying so much that a church building is like holier than another building. I would assume right. that it can be blessed and, and, you know, and all that because of the Lord's um, purposes in what he wants done in a church. 
But I also see a lot of churches that are empty uh, most of the week. And it's like, but the church as the people, you know, it's like we, I think that we've been affected by, by a lot of things in the last two or three years in America. Right. So, I mean, I think what the We're whole- distracted. Well, the whole COVID thing and being told. That, that really proved a lot of different churches where they stood on what the Lord wanted them to do. I'm like closing down for a very interesting time for purposes that we won't go into for no reason, really. A church body. Well, that just proves to you that we, you know, there's so much of the influence of other ideologies mm-hmm. outside of what what used to be normal in this country. It's like, you know, you've got a lot of outside interests yeah. into our lives. And the Antichrist mm-hmm. spirit is attempting to do more and do worse. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, it's not just one person and it's not just it's not just somewhere else in another part of the country that, you know, the whole Hamas attack on Israel is not just about, you know, it's saying that, Oh, well, um, you know, Oh, that's Israel's problem or whatever. It's like, you know, there's a point where this stuff's here. Yep. And we should be preparing our minds for it at the very least. Exactly. But here's my thing though, man, like why not, prepare in other ways why not like say well um instead of just being stubborn because I, I notice a lot of people are stubborn and it's funny how they they're afraid to be associated with extremists mm-hmm. so if they deem you as a, an extremist in some way then they don't you know it's like some people just don't even want no part of it you know and i understand because i've been there i've been, but mine was a different reason mine was more like uh i you know, somebody that I knew was doing some stuff that was not good mm-hmm. as far as illegal things that, I mean, I'm not talking about violent stuff. I'm just saying as far as, you know, um, let's just say that, you know. But what makes one extremist better than the other extremist? Okay, so have you ever seen the movie Friday? I don't think so. So it was a popular movie for weed smokers, you know. Um, Might be why. But I way too much peanut butter when I smoked weed, so I stopped. But it's like with Ice Cube, oh, okay. and you know, it's supposed to be like based in like a hood situation type deal. Okay, or whatnot. yeah, I think I remember hearing about so it. So it was a really it. famous movie, and then they come up with like a second one and a third one, I think, or something. But anyways, as far as the first one goes, I just remember seeing it, and it's like people gain reputations based on you know like who they are. So like the, in the hood, it, it was a normal thing for a drug dealer to be like an ice cream man. Okay. For obvious reasons. You could pretend like you're selling ice cream, but then you'd be selling drugs. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So anyways, it's like a lot of folk that I grew up around would, it would be obvious for them not to want to be associated with that because yeah. they're separated from it like by many miles. So I grew up, away from the city out in like some is it's not even burbs it's like literal like out in the country like where you've got lake communities or you know you had some hicks you know some some farm folk you know you got some ritzy type folk and this and that i mean i was probably one of the poorest kids in the school system i went to or whatever and um but what's i got to do with what we're talking about well what i'm saying is is that you just, you have a perspective of your own based on what you've dealt with. Mm-hmm. And you can see that sometimes people don't want to be associated with certain things based on the social status and acceptance of a thing. Yeah. So if somebody thinks that you're an extremist, that automatically may rule them out as somebody that wants to um, be in community with you. Exactly. So they may not, so you get where I'm going. Yep. They may not want to commune with you if you're a part of a militia. They may not think it Christian. I've met Mennonites that were, you know, they, they you know, they just told me what they believe, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't jive with that. Because right. I've always believed that there is a time where you need to be able to um, defend yourself. I mean, it kind of brings, brings me to the topic of, the FBI 
targeting MAGA extremists heading into the 2024 election. But but anybody could just say you're an extremist exactly. or you're not an extremist, but it's like I'm assuming you're already labeled as one. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I am with all my Facebook, stupid Facebook posts. I probably am as well. Yeah. I'm like, do but I But I'm care? not even as extreme. I don't as, really care. I, I think you're more extreme though. I probably, I, I voice what I believe. Well, I mean, it's not that. It's just like, but you're more like capable. Like, you know things and you're like. You're just more I don't know anything, dude. Like I am. You know things, bro. I'm, nah, dude. I don't. You know understand anything. biblical prophecy. You know how you you know what brass is good for: copper, lead, steel. Yeah. You, you know, just simple stuff. You simple know what things. I mean? Like, yes. but I mean, it's a good thing, though. Yes. I would say, but I mean, but when it comes to like saying, well, you know, I'm a firm believer in the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. So, at what point? Do you need to say, well, um, I don't want to go to X, Y, Z because they're an extremist versus maybe we need that extremist because we're in extreme times. When is the right time to do it? To do what? That's the question. Because I hear a lot. To use them? But that's what I'm saying, though, is I, I see a lot of people that talk a lot. Right. But that's I all that we can these days in the United States. That's all that we're doing right now is just talking a lot. But what I'm saying is the simplicity. I mean, I'll give you an example. This is what I'm trying to get at. I uh, texted my nephew the other day. I just wanted to meet with him and see him, catch up with him, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And spoke with him for a while. And he complicated it like a dang female. I mean... I love I love him and everything, but man, <coughs> sometimes I don't know. It, I'm not. I wouldn't say you're. I, I wouldn't say that. I don't know if you're just know somebody just makes everything difficult or more complicated it needs to be. Yeah. Was it a woman? <laughs> Nine out of ten times. I'm just messing with you. There's there's always that dad joker. There's always that that thing about how like oh well, if you're married, if you've ever been married, then you know you know. That, you know, sometimes women, you know, they can be this way, that way, blah, blah, blah. very difficult relationship with my son's mother. So, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) But generally speaking, I mean, I just, I've noticed how that sometimes when you're trying to keep things simple, people get complicated, you know. Mm -hmm. And the ease of uniting people under a common cause, some may find it easy. Right. I'm not a community organizer, nor my, nor was I ever in student council in school, in high school, middle school, whatever. Um, I never saw myself as someone trying to lead anything. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. when, when I mentioned Andrew Tate earlier, it was based on the fact that he was talking about like hyping himself up as this leader that young men needed. And it's like when I think about in America – We've got this problem where we find every reason to be divided. Right. Before we ever consider the, like, I, sometimes I wonder how some people even function. I'm like, you know, you can't possibly think that doing everything by yourself makes any sense. So, I mean, to me, it's just like, there's no way that we're going to be able to deal with some of the issues that we got in this country today. There's no way if we're always concerned about a social status always concerned about going to prison. I mean, there's got to be a point where men are going to have to make a decision. Like Mm -hmm. you, you're going to have to sacrifice something. Yep. Because this stuff's real and it's really right here. And I mean, if you've got a family to take care of, man, I mean, it it just, your line of thinking sometimes can just automatically go to how am I going to protect my family? How am I going to feed them? And yet that goes back to the thing of the mark of the beast system. It's like, well, Many people will probably justify it only because they, they say, oh, well, I got to feed my family. Right. I mean, that was the same question that I had when me and my group went downtown to protect people. Were you organized? Oh, yeah. So so that that's what I was trying to talk about. It's like unity, organization mm-hmm. versus disunity, disorganization. You have to be organized. I mean, you have to. That's the other thing is like you're talking about the church and the body of believers and everything. It's like, you also have to view your group. I mean, who is the church? We are the church. So you're, we can, 
kind of marry those two together is just like your body of believer, the body of believers that you cir circular circulate yourself around is very, very important. Show me your friends and I will show you your future. That's a, that's a huge quote for me and now I deal with things. So being organized in say the M word militia is extremely important. But some people see it as extreme. Why is it extreme to protect others? From because they don't think they need you to protect them. They don't need. They don't think that they need you to protect them until they need protected. Okay, so we. So what I'm saying is, is that that was what I was trying to get at. Is that the perception mm -hmm. of some people may be that you or I may be too extreme, but in reality, it's like until certain things happen. Yep. The social acceptance or rejection yep. of su of people like us, I see how that it's being used on social media. It's almost like AI is doing it or something. It's oh, like they're, the Antichrist spirits working through AI or something. And, mm -hmm. and it's like, it's like, it, it's trying to keep us divided. It's oh. trying to keep us distracted. It's trying to keep us, um, what do you call that? Disorganized. Yep. Um, you know, there's a point where I just don't get why people can't see the need for putting aside certain differences and saying, look, man, it's about time for us to defend our own country. Like, what are you going to do if some of these things really happen? Let's say the power yeah. grid goes down, man, you're going to do everything by yourself. Exactly. That's why, you, that's why you need to be in a church that is, has a food pantry, has protection, has, a body of believers that are talking actively about what's going on and not ignoring the hot button topics. So in other words, what you're saying is we, we shouldn't worry about, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I think that people will sell us out. I think there there's, Oh, absolutely. I think there's a point where some people like they, I've seen people call themselves Christians and just stab me in the back. Yeah. Well, I mean, like going downtown this past weekend, I had to organize with the sheriff's department with IMPD and everything, say, hey, we've got your back, called up my three contacts with the departments, said, hey, we've got your back. We'll be plain clothes. If anything goes down, we'll take the brunt force. You guys worry about what you guys have to worry about. We don't have to really worry about their political affiliation or anything. We can protect how we protect as a unit. And uh, buddy of mine... There was one fight, an Israeli decided he was going to flip off a Palestinian. And fist fight broke out. As soon as it happened, one of my guys got in the middle of it, stopped the fight. And so who, who's actually really um, able or capable and, is, and wanting to do that kind of stuff? Family men, single men. So what's the, what's the legality in that? None. We were thanked and moved on our way. But, I mean, didn't you mention before, though, you had a hard time finding leadership or something? Oh, yeah. I mean, leadership, yeah. I mean, you, you've got to really, you've got to discern. You've got to have wisdom in your leadership in a lot of different things for your group. See, that's what that's what frustrates me, man, is that, you know, I have a certain expectation when I deal with certain people. Like, I may be humorous right now. Mm -hmm. I may, you know, be goofy sometimes, but I know when some things need to be taken serious. Right. And, you know, I look at it like there's certain expectations that I have out of people, especially when they say they're veterans. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know. I, I guess I, I just don't, with me not having military experience or ever been in law enforcement or whatever, some people just like discount me as having any kind of knowledge or of certain things or understanding of certain things. But when it comes to, you know, being gung ho about certain things, like, you know, there's a time and a place for it. Right. So, I mean, when it comes to something as simple as learning about, you know, a basic weapon, how to clean it or whatever, it's like, those mm -hmm. are, those are things that you should have learned in Boy Scouts. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at what China teaches their kindergartners. But that's what I mean, graders. though. There's a lot of guys like myself that's yep. like, yeah, I know how to shoot a gun. But do you but know like, how to disassemble and reassemble and clean it? I can learn. Yeah. So, I mean. But that's what I mean, though. Yeah. But not, I mean, but I'm saying that when you got mechanical aptitude, mm -hmm. you know, that 
you can learn about anything. I mean, the way I look at it is like there are certain things that, you know, you you you, you may have to figure it out. I mean, we have access to knowledge, that's not, but that's not what I'm saying. It's like you I'm not quite where I would like to be. No, no, sorry. I don't I've been hesitant right. to get involved with stuff because I just have certain expectations. Like I said, it's like to me, it's like when you don't know somebody. Right. Or like you're not sure if you believe the same thing about what capital punishment is mm-hmm. or like when you should defend yourself. You know, when you've got this these moral differences, you know, that all plays a part in whether or not people gather together. So, I mean, to me, it's like, man, you've got you, you was saying something about tens of thousands, you know, of immigrants, illegal immigrants coming over the border. But it's like, man, like I said, I mean, and I, I stand true, like as far as like I really don't know even 50 guys. Right. That I could gather with right now to to take on any kind of war or battles here, you mm-hmm. know, and um, I'd, I'd say now would be the time for people to exercise their Second Amendment rights and, and say, well, I mean, you might want to get with somebody in some way. Right. Start with your neighborhood. I mean, say, hey, let's do a community meeting. And see what would we do in case this would happen and this would happen and this would happen. Just start with small stuff. Just say, hey, if there's a natural disaster, start out with the natural disaster questions in your community. Just put it on – do a door knock and say, hey, we're having a community meeting. Do like an HOA style. Hey, it's a community meeting. What would you do if this happened? Who would you trust? And then you can probably weed out a lot of your BLM. You can weed out a lot of your fake people that don't really care. And then you can get to your true meat and potatoes crew that will support each other. But then once everything hits the fan, everybody's going to be wanting to be your best friend again if they said, no, I'm not really interested. So in other words – we're talking about the time we live in. We're talking about how that that it probably is way past time for us to like organize and unite and all that. I mean, like, what would you think? We're only too late until when I mean, when we get raptured, I guess. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> but see, that's the thing. I'm not putting my tr- I'm not putting my hope in 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 a rapture that's going to happen soon. Exactly. No, no. I, I mean, was if it te- happens, I was it happens, teasing that, but But that's what I was saying. It's never too late to start. I'll say it that way. I mean, if you can communicate and do a, I mean, heck, do a, what is it? The, my, my church, one of my churches, they do a, um, a world, a biblical worldview, um, sermon series or whatnot. And that's where they get a lot of their meat and potatoes people is the people that want to see the world through a biblical perspective. And so now is the time to start thinking about protecting your family, food, water, whatnot. And I mean, can you guys strip an AR-15 or an AK-47? Do you guys have a thousand rounds of ammo per firearm? And start thinking about that because like what's going to happen if the grid goes down, if we, if, I mean, heck, you got uh, Yellowstone growing 26 feet every month. And we don't know if it's going to explode or do something. They drilled six miles deep into Yellowstone to freeze a magma pocket that was growing exponentially. So who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. So, I mean, you got those conspiracy theories. Well, that's not a conspiracy theory. No. Uh, Yellowstone, I mean, that's can, more can, like a bio, or was that a, that's a natural disaster type geological thing. Uh, fact. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not, it has nothing to do with conspiracy theory. I mean, a lot of people don't even believe me when I tell them that that's going on and I give them the links from Reuters about it. So, yeah, people don't want to believe that their perfect bubble of reality can be shaken. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's the whole thing right now. It's like, that's why I'm like, that's why the word, the matrix, we live in the matrix. It really is almost true. It's like, yeah, I don't know, bro. I mean, I, like, I, I understand I where people are coming from when they say that. Yeah. But I mean, like, I, but I don't think we're in a matrix. No, I don't either. But they have their own set. It's like, 
or there was a video that I watched. I forget it was on YouTube, TikTok, or Facebook Reels or whatever. But it's like people are only worried about their sphere of influence and their bubble of protection. They don't want to worry about what could happen to them tomorrow. They don't want to worry about what could happen to their family tomorrow. They are wonderful little guinea pigs. Wake up, go to work, come home, go to sleep. Wake up, come home, wake up, go to work, come home, go to sleep. They are in this mouse rat test petri dish that has been set up by the elites or whatever that we now do. We have to work for the man to get our money. We have to do this. We have to do that. And now we're like, now what do we do? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I think that uh, some people are waking up to the fact that they need to get away from the city and learn how to grow their own food, so to speak. Yeah. I really want to. I just don't know how to obtain some land with my uh, current situation. It's like there's there's ways you can go about it, but, man. That's what networking does. I mean, start networking with people that have land and different things like this property here. I mean, they're going to make me work. Well, I'm 27 acres. <laughs> of course we've got to work. We got to scoop some cow poop. <laughs> hey, I mean, seriously, man, what's the scripture say? Man doesn't work. He doesn't eat. So, I mean, and what's going to happen when, when stuff hits the fan and we don't have a day job, we don't have trucks to go change tires for, we don't have floors to go lay. I was about to say that. I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> Everybody depends on trucks getting to and fro. But if and I'm, I'm have, a part of that, <laughs> if we have a natural disaster where there's an EMP and there's no trucks running because an EMP will fry everything, it's not going to happen. The older trucks will work. Yeah. What is that? Pre 1993? I think 85. 85, 86. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Somewhere there. So, I, I mean, mean I, talk, I work with mechanics. So, like, yeah. I ask them these types of questions. I mean, find, I mean, seriously, like, if, and get the, uh, what's that, um, uh, EMP shield for your vehicles that will protect your vehicle in a, a natural disaster EMP explosion type thing. So I have never used it, never done anything that is not this. That's not a paid endorsement or anything for it. I just there's really there's some good stuff out there that friend friends of mine use and have. Huh. So. Is it like a like a big tarp or something? No, it's an it's a it's a electrical device that you plug in in between your alternator and your battery, and it takes the brunt force of an EMP shock within sixty five nanoseconds or whatever it is. Is it expensive? It's like one hundred and fifty bucks, I think, for the car, and oh, then they okay. have a and then they have a house version. Well, that'd be well worth it because I mean, if you're the only one of the only. People that decide to get that, you know, yeah. I mean, you're, you know, you'd yep. be glad that it, um, you got some. Yeah, I think Mar again, Marfugel News. They, they Marfugel. Yeah, they they promote it. They they're 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 sponsors of it. So that reminds me of frugal. The word frugal. I think the first time I ever questioned or like I heard that word frugal was on that movie uh, Cocktails and Dreams with Tom Cruise. Never even seen that one. Oh man. My dad made me watch a lot of <laughs> 80s movies, 90s and stuff, you know, it's one of those things. But anyways, I was a made me, but, you know, obviously it just is what it is. I got you. Um, so the time we live in, it would make sense to at least challenge yourself. Go to the gym. I mean, seriously, start going to the gym, start doing something, eat right. What, what happened to you? Me? I, uh, yeah, I, I, I had a birthday party and had way too much cake and didn't go back to the gym. What? Yeah, never mind. No, I'm just saying that like there for a while you was going quite often. I was you? going day every day. Yeah, I, I've got to get back on that horse again. So put my money where my mouth is. There's times, man, even though I go, like I don't always feel like I'm getting a good workout. Like, oh yeah, I've, I've seen that. It's before. weird. It's it's almost, mind over matter. It's hard. For, I mean, there's been times where I know I went, and then like I would, I would go, I would do like I don't know a couple hours easy, and I've got this weird endurance where like if I want to, like I can keep going, 
And mm-hmm. and yet then I have to go to work the next day sometimes and uh oh, yeah. and then I'm feeling it and this yeah. and that or whatever, but it's yeah. like I don't heal like I used to. Hour and a half is like my max. Hour and a half, two hours in the gym is my max. We've got bodybuilders that'll say that, you know, oh, you don't even need to go that long, but it's your intensity and all that yep. and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And I'm thinking, yep. man, I definitely know there's a few things I'd like to be doing. One of them's swimming. I like to swim because it's swimming is good. It's uh, good for your cardio and uh, it's light on. It's you know low impact on your joints and stuff. Right. But I like um, just a matter of switching gyms. I guess I've been going to let's just say a cheap gym that doesn't have a pool, and uh, though they have really good massage chairs, um, sometimes. People don't like people like me being at the gym. I'll say like it. They they feel intimidated or something. Or those if you if you if you grunt too loud, they, oh man, that's intimidating. Uh, I'm not joking. It's it's a it's a chain that's well known for that. You know, it's like judgment free zone. Oh, uh, one of those. You know, no, I don't no want to. De- I don't want to defame nobody, but you know, you can probably oh. guess at what I'm talking about. No clunking allowed. I mean, I'm not yeah. even a bodybuilder. I'm just saying that right. like, when I work out sometimes, like I like to get intense yeah. and I want a good workout. And yet I guess that intimidates people. It's like, bro, don't look at me then. Right. You know, if I look at you like, you know, and I'm, I've got this like this death stare or something. It's like, it, I'm not, I don't, I don't hate nobody. I'm yep. just, I'm just focused. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, leave me alone. Right. right, right. Yep. <laughs> but there's times though that, you know, it's positive, you know, to, uh, just go and um, kind of have a social thing to do, right? To me, it's not social. What I've noticed for some people, though, it's social. So do you not like working out with other people? Oh, I, I like working out with other people. Would it help you to keep going if you had a somebody to go with? Because to me, like, I've got to the point where I just, I don't, I don't, I'd rather sometimes just go by myself. It, I have to be in a, it's, it's weird. Like I am very strange when it goes to the gym, when I go to the gym, it's like for a certain time for me to get started, I enjoy going. But the other thing is like, I go at like four or five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't like that. I've learned. And so it's like, once I'm there, I can do it. I'll do my cardio. I'll do my, uh, my, uh, I'll do my lifting. I'll get stuff done, but it takes me about, to get back into the gym, it takes me about, I'd say, a month to two months of actually going every day to get into that routine again. But here's the thing, though, I've heard is that if you go every day or too often. I'm talking about four times a week. I'm just saying that like. Four or five. I heard I heard one bodybuilder say that you should never work out two days in a row. Nah, I don't. I don't, I don't buy that. I mean, it just depends on what type of workout though. Exactly. So, I mean, Always your intensity and the, what, and what yeah. you do like that, that, that all depends on you. You know, your body, but exactly. what I'm saying is that when it comes to the time we live in and all that, man, it's like, you probably don't want to be caught too out of shape. No, that's, you know, that's the reason why I'm like, we're getting kind of older. So yeah. oh, Lord, but, 40s knocking at the door this coming year. Yeah, man. So, I mean, Lord help me. I don't know about four or five in the morning. Um, I'll definitely go at other times. I mean, so, I mean, I don't know. We can talk about that some other time, but I'm just saying that like right now, man, I'm trying to figure out like, what do I do? You know, do I stay a lone ranger, you know, and just prepare myself? But who would you trust? That's, that's the whole thing. Well, that's, like, that's who the has problem. your back when you're a lone ranger? That's, that's Even the I'm lone saying, ranger though, had man. Tano. Huh? Even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Okay. Um, you, you don't get that. that no, I've seen it. I've seen okay. it. I've seen it. I, when I was a kid, I yeah. seen reruns and stuff. Black and white, Lone Ranger and Tonto and riding off into the sunset and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm just saying that it goes, it goes back to the fact that it's like you've got people that don't see the value in grouping up with other people. They are basing a lot off of social status. So like if the system, the matrix, whatever you want to call it, if you're social, and this is why I honestly believe that the Chinese social credit system is already, they're already trying to like push it in our country because Mm -hmm. it's almost like people are already primed for it. 
Right. Because, like, if you think about it, man, if somebody, I mean, it, it's a good thing in a sense because it makes sense that, like, how should I say this? In other words, it's like saying you, you can see it from a good point and you can also see it from a bad point, right? Right. So everything has its pros and cons, but generally speaking, to keep it simple, it's like, you know, if you have access to so much information at your fingertips all the time, it's different than what it used to be. So now people can defame you very easily. Yep. They can they can affect your oh yeah social credit, you know, very easily. And um we, we are being primed for the release of the social credit score system. I mean, if you look at all of our Facebook group pages, like every city, every town has their little Facebook group page and they promote and they recommend certain businesses, certain everythings. And if you do a crappy job or something, they're going to oust you. So I'm like the whole and then now Facebook is releasing. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. My social credit score for certain groups. What? Oh, yeah. Facebook has it's hidden very well. But you Facebook has a social credit score. Seriously? Yeah, I'm two thousand nine hundred ninety nine. What's that mean? <laughs> in certain groups in specific, like each group has a social credit score. It's like how much you contribute to the group. And how liked you are in the group. See, this whole thing with the like thing, that's something I've had an issue with my entire life. I wanted I want to see a poop, a poop symbol. So that way I can either give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I like it or I don't like it. And it will be judged accordingly. But that, that's what I'm saying with the whole student council thing, you know, back when I was in high school, middle school and all that, man, I was always a guy like I was rebellious against the the establishment for, you know, early. And like I I've noticed this with people is like even I, I've noticed with uh, guys watching football, it's like, bro, how do you even know who to root for? Right. Like it's supposedly it's scripted. You know, as far mm-hmm. as, foot, you know, professional football or whatever, supposedly it's scripted. Right. And, you know, people propose that about a lot of professional sports or whatever. Um, but I noticed that even today. So, so you know, somebody, you know, was like, oh, I like this person, whatever. And I'm thinking, well, why? Like, what, what is this thing about being likable? You know what I mean? Like, what? since when does my life depend on my likability? You know, I, I have the right to live. You know, we want to come back to the Bill of Rights and Americans' rights. There's a reason why this country has been different from a lot of other countries is because of rights. But yet, I think that we've been under this delusion for a long time, especially in my lifetime, that you have all these rights and all that because they're slowly being stripped. Absolutely, they are. And that's the that's the sad thing. Um, we are allowing it too. We're we're staying silent because silence is acceptance these days. So there's a risk to not being silent. There's a risk to being silent. So there's a risk to doing this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's a good risk. But that's what I mean, though, is that I'm not so afraid, you know, to where I'm concerned about certain aspects of things because I figure. The Lord will protect us or he'll take us home. One or the other, right. I guess, whatever. But I mean, uh, you know, there, there's a point where I always come back to the, the principle that I do want to do something, but I'd like to be self-controlled and I don't want to incriminate myself very easily. I would like to accomplish some things before I incriminate myself, because <laughs> if you're a criminal in this, this, this new world order if you're a criminal just for like challenging the current government or Mm -hmm. whatever i mean like just speaking against them you know i mean then i guess i'll be a criminal but uh i mean there's so many people that are probably sitting in prison right now that uh maybe in the lord's eyes maybe it's not as extreme as what people might think it's like the, the, the the marijuana legalization debate you know it's like saying well are you a criminal just because you you grew a plant? You grew a plant. You grew a plant, yep. So wh- how do you feel about that, bro? I mean, I anything can be made a drug. It can, anything can be an addiction. Weed, I mean. Even caffeine. Even caffeine. Oh, Jesus juice, my Christian crack. 
don't touch that stuff. It's mine. It's my precious. <laughs> but uh, as far as weed is like, it's not my cup. It's not my cup of tea. I, I I've smoked it probably half a dozen times in my entire life, most likely. I've done more than that in one day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it, it uh, it's been plus, a long time though. And plus I, I'm like, seriously, I ate way too much peanut butter when, when I had the munchies after I smoked is like, I, I would down a whole jar of peanut butter, dude. With honey? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I would bread. get honey and oh, peanut dude. butter. Oh yeah. Eat a big old fat sandwich with a big old glass of milk. Milk. Yep. Oh, good <laughs> Lord, dude. Chocolate milk, milk, whatever. And the frosted flakes. Oh gosh. I'm like. Seriously, but um, stay frosty. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't really care. Um, the weird thing is for me is Wake and Bakes. I had a guy work for me. He he was like basically like me and coffee. It was him and his bowl, and I just I never got that. I never understood it. Is the, the Wake and Bake mentality? Well, some people they need it to function, or they've got accustomed to it. I mean, I've yeah. never been that guy. I mean, to me, if I need to work and I need to pay attention, I don't need to be under no influence no, of anything. Yeah, I need to be straight and sober, yep. and so I can focus. But you know, I mean, there's, but you know, that's a whole other thing. It's just more like, you know, when you're when you can so easily become a criminal. Oh yeah, for it's ridiculous. Be, for, you know, for make having a, a plant. Having a plant, it's the same concept of like coming against our First Amendment rights. You know, it's like, but we haven't seen the extreme part of that yet. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's there's people in this country always have a a angle on how they present something just because they don't come right out and say that this is the reason why that you are. um, Well, for example, this podcast, why it's being throttled. It's like nobody's came out and said anything to me, Mm -mm. but I can look at it and I can think, well, something's a little off you know, about the publication of it. So <laughs> I've, I've asked you and your technical knowledge or whatever, I've, I've asked you, you know, to help me out with that mm-hmm. because I'm feeling like that's what they're doing is I feel like they're shadow banning or throttling it or something uh, in some way. And uh, for good reason, I guess, because I, I mean, I'm not trying to put any self-importance on myself. It's more like saying that I'm just one more, one more voice. Yep. Just one more person. That's trying to bring light to certain things because, I mean, if you ain't aware of it, right? if somebody didn't have the knowledge that you have or I have or or whatever, it's like they've never really, um, what do you call that, if they never took the time to study the Bible, they would still need to know what we know, right? Like the whole point of preaching, it's like saying, well, how are you going to determine that there's good news if all you talk about is bad news? Yep, absolutely. I mean, you've got... You've got some that they don't want to hear the gospel because they, to them, it is bad news. Right. Could you perceive it as that? Like, like some of these things that we've been talking about, when you go from Israel, the wars that are going on right now, you, you know, when you, when some people might count all these things as just, it reminds them of something they're afraid of, or maybe something that they don't like, mm-hmm. um, or whatever. So what would you say to someone that that maybe is struggling with fear of the end times? Fear of the end times, in my book, it separates us from the fear of the Lord. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So as, uh, until you re- start realizing and reading the word, start hating sin, start pursuing righteousness then you will be afraid you will keep staying you will keep being afraid of quote unquote the judgment that is coming upon this earth and so it's like when we talk about um the end days i mean i know people that are terrified of what's coming of and the the way that they're 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 kind of justifying it is, oh, we're going to get raptured out before anything bad happens to us. Show me where that is in the Bible. Show me where Noah was brought through the flood. He wasn't taken out of the flood. He was taken through the flood to come out on the other side. There was no rapture. When when people use Noah as a 
uh, pre-tribulation rapture ideology. It's just like I laugh in the face of it. I'm like, seriously, you're going to use that as your doctrine for a pre-tribulation ideology. It doesn't make any sense. But for people to not be afraid of the end days and everything, start opening up your Bible. Start reading the word. Start loving the Lord again. And start hating sin because right now, I, I do not want to hear, I want to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant, more than I want to be spit out of his mouth, which the Bible does say we can lose our salvation. We can be spit out of his holiness, his bosom, his everything. And so it's just like, is there a fear that, is that should be respected and awed? Absolutely. But it shouldn't, we shouldn't be shaking in our boots for it. We should be saying, Lord, how can I be your servant? How can I come to that place of true surrender to do your will? And what is your will? So anyway, that's, that's my two cents right there. Yeah. Submission. Submission. It's in the book of James as well. Yeah. It talks about submit, submit to the Lord and resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's times where that, the, I mean, until you experience certain things spiritually or right. just whatever in your life, I mean, there's some times, man, where, you know, just submitting to the Lord alone, that, that, that right there solves a major problem, you know, because it's not guaranteed that we're not going to go through stuff. Right. But what is a guarantee is that, you know, According to the word, every knee shall bow to Jesus. And every tongue every, will confess. Every tongue will confess that Yeshua HaMashiach is Lord. Jesus mm -hmm. Christ is Lord. That's what people say. Yep. His Hebrew name is Yeshua HaMashiach. Um, and I mean, we say that's Messiah. You know, you can hear it, HaMashiach, Messiah, or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, to me, I know I have not been a good and faithful servant. Um, I'm a little concerned. You know, like, yeah, it should be something that everybody's concerned about. Standing, mm -hmm. you know, being judged on Judgment Day is something different than yeah. just, you know, something bad See, happening to your country. You, you know you, what I mean? You remember, like, I don't know, um, growing up, do you remember the passion of worship music back in the day? And the change that it kind of shifted into these days where it's just about the... The grace, the, the it's the greasy grace. I call it the greasy grace music 